October 9, 2023. How you doing, kids? You are at jconthelinecom I took about an hour between the end of the radio show 
this morning that we do every day at 101.5 and 101.7. We stream at kwolf.com. It took about an hour in between, so we're getting out a little late here today. But I was trying to see if taking an hour would improve my vocal stuff. I'm just still having this terrible laryngitis issue. We're trying everything. I bought a vaporizer yesterday after I went back and took the humidifier back. Got the thing all the way home and realized I bought the, the wrong goddamn thing. Ordered to buy a vaporizer. Ended up getting humidifier. Took it back. Uh, got the humidifier now. No. No. Got the vaporizer now. <laughs> See? There's the problem right there. And um, saved $12. So we're going to fire that baby up today. Breathe some steam and see if that improves the situation at all. Well, the question you can ask is, which was worse? Israel's defense or the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> hi Netanyahu goes on yesterday and says, this is our 9-11. Yeah, it's your 9-11, all right, but maybe not in exactly the way you meant. Because what you mean is the sneak attack and all the death and destruction and everything in the buildings coming down. What I'm thinking is the lack of communication. How in the world did they get away with that? You know, Israel's got a really serious military. They have to because everybody's trying to kill them all the time. And Part of the military, especially these days, is a sophisticated network of intelligence. And nobody saw it coming. And the United States didn't see it coming either. This obviously required a lot of preparation. Over many, many months, nobody picked up anything. Nobody picked up anything. Okay. Taylor Swift was not at the Chiefs game yesterday. They won without her. And here's, here's why I don't bet. Would you have bet against Clayton Kershaw in that game Saturday night? And instead, he becomes, what, the first pitcher ever in the history of postseason play to have given up five runs without registering an out. And he gets yanked in the first inning. Guy's going into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot, but what happened? I'm sure Dodgers manager Davey Roberts is on 24-hour suicide watch after seeing that. And how great was it watching Bob Costas do baseball again? It's been several years, but he's doing that L.A. series, and it is just fantastic to listen to. But I would have been wrong on every game, even going back to Thursday night, because I wouldn't have taken the Bears to win that Thursday night game. I don't even wear my Bears hat anymore. I don't want anybody to know that I was a Bears fan for so long. Oh, God, they're terrible. They're not going to play every week from now on the way they played Thursday night. Trust me, they're heartbreakers. But on Saturday, I would have had every single game wrong, including the Mizzou game, which would have been even more of a blowout. I mean, it was 10 points. It would have been worse than that because the touchdown should have been called back in the third quarter. Our offensive lineman jumped. He jumped, and everybody on the defense for LSU was pointing right at the guy. And on the replay, it was as clear as day. Even people listening to the game on radio knew the guy jumped off sides. How you got all those officials out on the field and they didn't see it. Nobody saw anything. The officials acting like witnesses in a crime in a ghetto. We didn't see anything. Blues getting ready to open the regular season Thursday night. And Dallas, home opener, is Saturday night. I found out the other day how Ozempic works. Now, I was talking about this on the radio show earlier this morning. I thought it was just me. And you can't make even any jokes anymore, let alone make a serious comment about people who are grossly overweight, morbidly obese. Not my words the words of the federal government when they start talking about morbidly obese and 
that Jardians lady in the jeans who starts dancing in the little city square there. Did you ever watch? Don't watch her next time. That's on. And by the way, it's on every 20 minutes. That might be one of the reasons that I really am sick of her and sick of that commercial for Jardians. She looks just a little bit too happy and joyful for somebody who's going to die at 38 from heart failure. What are you so fucking happy about? You're 250 pounds overweight. You know, the rest of us have self-control. And I'm not talking about people who are on drugs that can balloon their weight way out or somebody who has a thyroid problem or some other medical condition that makes them, you know, literally lose control of their ability to contain and control their weight. I'm talking about fat pigs. I'm talking about people who, unlike the rest of us, who moderate. Yeah, I'd like to sit down and eat an entire pumpkin pie with as much whipped cream on it as possible, but I don't. I'd like to have the third pork chop at dinner, but I don't. I like to sit there and eat an entire drum of raspberry sorbet, the kind you get at a secondhand store, a raspberry sorbet, which I just absolutely love. I'd love to sit there and just eat tubs of it, but I don't. But the Jardians lady is like, hey, you know what? I'll take the Jardians and I'll eat what the fuck I want and you'll deal with it. And one of the reasons I bring this up is because we now have one of these uh, influencers on the internet. Let me find the story here. Oh, and by the way, new study found that people who exercise, particularly early in the morning, are lazier throughout the rest of the day. And it makes perfect sense for heaven's sakes. You know, I mean, I play baseball games in the morning. On Wednesdays and Sundays, not playing right now because of the hip, but on Wednesdays and Sundays I play and, you know, you finish playing a game, especially in the heat, you stop and you get 20 pounds of food and you just inhale it and then you come home and you take a nap, take a shower first and then you take a nap. I was dating a girl from Pecatonica, Illinois, which is hog country. And she said, when I told her I do that, I exercise and then, you know, play a baseball game and then eat and then go to bed, take a nap. She's like, yeah, just like the pigs. I don't think that was supposed to be a compliment. Where is this freaking story? Here we go. Here we go. A plus-sized influencer wants hotels to enlarge their hallways to accommodate obese guests. Now, you think I'm making that up? I'm not. Now, first of all, let's just stop and think about a hallway in a hotel. It's pretty big. It's not like you're you know, getting on the subway or something like that or trying to squeeze through a turnstile. It's a hallway in a hotel. Even the fat girl in the jeans, the dancing girl in the Jardians commercials, I think she'd be able to navigate most hallways in a hotel pretty easily. But you're telling us they're not big enough? Then you get on a plane, and a lot of people are going to be making you know, reservations soon here to try to go home for the holidays. It's unbelievable to think it's the 9th of October. Thanksgiving will be here in what? Seven weeks. Seven weeks until Thanksgiving. And you got your planes, trains, and automobiles going. And, and you get into that fight over the armrest. In fact, a poll found the rudest thing you can do on a plane is a tie between using your speakerphone and personal grooming like trimming your nails. The rest of the top five are being too chatty, taking your shoes and socks off, reclining your seat. You can't even recline your seat anymore. And then next is hogging both armrests. Just under a third said you shouldn't be hogging both, even if you're in the middle seat. Even though a flight attendant went viral this year after she said the middle seat should get both armrests. 
Also, don't ask people to change their seats. They really don't like that. That's on the list, too. That's almost a full third of people. The ones that drive me crazy are these, uh, these guys who get on a plane and they're trying to stuff a Kawasaki jet ski into the overhead compartment. And then they're going to die trying. You can look at them and you can laugh. They are on a mission. And then the other one is the, uh, and this is men and women, I've found it to be mostly women who have the giant backpack and they stuff the thing to the gills so that now it's protruding about two and a half feet behind them. See, but they're not cognizant of that because it's on their back. They don't see it. So now somebody's coming down the aisle of a plane looking for their seat. They turn around to see if their husband is behind them. And it's like getting hit right in the face with a sack of potatoes. But back to the Ozempic, what happens is it delays the digestion of food in your stomach. It keeps the food in your stomach longer so that you feel full longer. And if you feel full, you don't eat. You don't eat, you lose weight. I've lost about 20 pounds. Now, I got it because my A1C jumped a little bit and he wanted to bring it down right away. I only weigh 188 pounds now. Goddamn John Hewlett weighs about 165. Drives me nuts. That guy's just bone and muscle. You have no idea how strong John is. I had about a half a dozen friends in London for that football game yesterday. You'd think, you'd think that even if your team lost, which the Buffalo Bills did, you'd still be pretty happy about the fact that you went to London, but they're not. <laughs> the Bills fans are pissed. They're, they're, I think they're mad that they even went. Got all the way over there and their team lost. I haven't been to London in, what, 30 years? But I'll tell you this, I sure hope they've done something about the food because I was flabbergasted by how bad the food was in England. And then I think it was like the second of the last night we were there, we found an Italian restaurant. We figured, oh, well, this is great. We found an Italian restaurant. It was like eating at Fazoli's. I don't know what it is about Italian restaurants, the chain ones. They uh, they think that they just give you enough free breadsticks that you'll forget how shitty the food is. We have it so good in St. Louis with all of the mom-and-pop Italian restaurants. John Tony's on the Hill, my favorite. Canetto's, obviously. A little difficult to get into, Canetto's. And then the pasta house. Last time I was in, when I was in town in July, I think it was the first or second night I was in town, and I figured I was going to a movie screening, and I figured I'm going to stop at the pasta house down in South County um, before the movie and, you know, have a little dinner. Man, I, I had forgotten how good that is. And, and by the way, when you dine in at the pasta house, something that you're going to notice, and they don't talk a lot about this, but if you ask them, they'll tell you, they freeze their salad bowls. They have one whole freezer that's for nothing but just freezing salad bowls. And you wouldn't think it would make a difference, but it sure does. Because when they bring that salad to you, and even if you're taking your time eating it, that lettuce is crisp as can be because it's sitting in a frozen bowl. It's brilliant. And it really makes a difference. You'd be surprised. I like surveys like this because you actually do learn something. This is actually something that is helpful because it's a reminder that we're doing things wrong. Do you know how many people don't take all of their vacation time every year. I was guilty of that for a long time, and people are terrified, especially the way things are now. People are afraid that if you go on vacation, you're going to come back and find all your stuff in a box. That's no way to live. Like I said, I have my friend from Crave Corps who moved to Spain about four years ago, and there's hardly a week goes by 
where there isn't some sort of festival or holiday or some reason that you get off work. People travel all over the place. People just go on holiday, as they say. They vacation like crazy. I know that everybody always says this, but and they don't mean it because they don't do it like people like Alec Baldwin. But I'll tell you this. Trump gets reelected. We're gone. And we're probably uh, we're going to probably move to Spain. Our friend Christina has really, she's really convinced us that it is a remarkable place. We get the pictures and the videos all the time. We talk to her all the time. I have to brush up on my Spanish, like learn some at all. And there's all these phony stories going around about, oh yeah, the healthcare is free, but you know, it takes you six months to see a doctor. Oh, that's bullshit. None of that is true. And I don't think people would mind paying taxes or even higher taxes if you knew that you were getting services back. In this country, we pay all this tax, 90% of it seems to be going to the military and to stuff that we don't see. It's like if you pay you know, $500 for a ticket to see Stevie Nicks or Bruce Springsteen or something like that. Okay, you walk out and you go, I got my money's worth. So yeah, it was $500 and it stung a little bit, but you know what? He is 74 years old. He's got a peptic ulcer. We don't know how long Bruce will be around, or or maybe he'll be around, but we'll stop making music. You don't know. You don't know how many more shots you have at this. Spend the five hundred dollars to see Springsteen. I'm happy. I got my money's worth. I think that's the way people are with taxes too. They would not be as irritated about taxes if you saw some decent results and if there wasn't so much waste. Anyhow, I digress. If you could call your younger self on the phone, what sort of advice would you give that person? 39% of us have at least one big regret in life. Half of those people said it had to do with a relationship, but that's not the first thing. Here they are. Be more confident. Number one, good advice just in general. Try not to care what other people think. Don't let opportunities pass you by. Look after your physical health. Don't waste time on negative people. Learn from your mistakes. Save 10% of your paycheck. Get in the habit of eating healthy. Go on all the vacations you can. Don't skip them. Invest in property as soon as possible. Don't settle. That applies to work, relationships, and everything else. Relax and enjoy the ride. Look after your mental health. Spend more time with your parents while you still can. Celebrate the little wins in life, not just the big ones. Take more risks. When it comes to dating, don't be afraid of rejection. In other words, be yourself. Always be there for your friends. Take more photos and be disciplined with your time. In other words, don't waste the time you have here on Earth. Support for the war in Ukraine is starting to dwindle in this country, which is really stupid because if Putin wins, you think he's going to stop there? Milley was on 60 Minutes last night. He was talking about how scared shitless he still is of China. Now you got this thing in the Middle East. We probably won't get too involved in that. And while all that's going on, you got to sit there and you got to worry about this fucking AI. Where did this come from? One minute, we're sitting here about two months ago, there's no AI. All of a sudden, you get this guy on 60 Minutes last night. Whether you think artificial intelligence will save the world or end it, you have Jeffrey Hinton to thank. Hinton has been called the godfather of AI, a British computer scientist whose controversial ideas help make advanced artificial intelligence possible and so 
change the world. Hinton believes that AI will do enormous good, but tonight he has a warning. He says that AI systems may be more intelligent than we know, and there's a chance the machines could take over, which made us ask the question. Does humanity know what it's doing? No. Um, I think we're moving into a period when, for the first time ever, we may have things more intelligent than us. You believe they can understand? Yes. You believe they are intelligent? Yes. You believe these systems have experiences of their own and can make decisions based on those experiences? In the same sense as people do, yes. Are they conscious? I think they probably don't have much self-awareness at present. So in that sense, I don't think they're conscious. Will they have self-awareness, consciousness? Oh, yes. I yes. Think, oh, yes, I think they will in time. And so human beings will be the second most intelligent beings on the planet. Yeah. It just kills me that he's so matter-of-fact about it. And that's the way scientists are sometimes. And by the way, it gets worse. One of these chatbots called Bard was the subject of a 60 Minutes piece a couple of months ago, Scott Pelley again. We asked Bard to write a story from six words. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. Holy cow. The shoes were a gift from my wife, but we never had a baby. Bard created a deeply human tale of a man whose wife could not conceive and a stranger who accepted the shoes to heal the pain after her miscarriage. I am rarely speechless. I don't know what to make of this. And again, to wrap it up, on a Sunday night, scare the living bejesus out of all of us. Here's the guy, the godfather of AI, to wrap it up. It may be we look back and see this as a kind of turning point when humanity had to make the decision about whether to develop these things further and what to do to protect themselves if they did. Um, I don't know. I think my main message is there's enormous uncertainty about what's going to happen next. These things do understand, and because they understand, we need to think hard about what's going to happen next, and we just don't know. By the way, 60 Minutes went 90 minutes last night, and they're going to do that following the football games, I think they said six times between now and the end of the year. And uh, because it was an AI special, they brought in this guy who's building houses with, you know, one of those things where you, you, you think of a computer printer just printing words, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, they're printing a new bladder for somebody and then they'll surgically implant it take out the old one the bad one put the new one in and they make that on a 3d printer now they're making houses that way and that guy also had some pretty chilling comments about the future and not the distant future the immediate future i actually haven't yet told you all the things i believe we're going to do because i'm like measuring myself give us one example <laughs> something wild i mean in the future i think most buildings will be designed by AI. Most projects will be run by software. And almost everything will be built by robots. And I don't think that's that far away. I, at my age, find that very depressing. Huh. But I'm sure young well, people let me, yeah, don't. No, no. That world, housing will be more abundant, more affordable, more beautiful. It will make this version of housing look depressing by example. You know that expression, if it seems too good to be true, it is? Or, I do know that expression, uh, but cars and airplanes and moon landings seem too good to be true for a moment as well. I don't know about you, but I can't even allow myself to think about this any longer. Let's do something mindless. Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Seyfried, Lacey Chabert, 
from Mean Girls, all spotted filming a Pepsi commercial on Friday. They think it might be for the Super Bowl. Late night tonight, Josh Gad on with Jimmy Fallon. Kimball's got Amy Poehler and Wilco. Arnold Schwarzenegger on with Colbert. Seth Meyers has Amy Sedaris and Colin Quinn. The Exorcist Believer wins the box office, but with only $27.2 million, and that's it. That amount of money didn't even generate enough to pay the caterers during the making of the film. I'm going to tell you something else, too. I've been watching these promos for the Frasier reboot because they've been running them during the football games, and I saw like 10 of them yesterday. I'm going to tell you, you know, when you're making a promo, they give you all the shows that they've shot already, and so you, as the promo maker, can take the funniest parts, and you make it into a promo. Well, if those are the funniest parts, that thing is going to be over and done with in about six weeks. I think the whole Kelsey Grammer thing and the Frasier thing just sort of, I think that ship sailed. People loved Frasier when it was on, and it's been a long time since it's been on. John Mahoney is no longer with us. David Hyde Pierce, he's not around. It's going to be like trying to watch that reboot of Night Court, where none of the people from Night Court are in it. John Lennon would have been 80 years old today. Sean, his son, 48. Bella Hadid, and I don't know why the Hadid girls are famous other than the fact that they come from huge money. They're not that pretty. They don't do anything. Bella is 27. Chris O'Dowd, the cop from Bridesmaids, 44. Steve Burns, the original host of Blues Clues, is 50. Scott Bankula, hometown kid, good guy, and a nice family, too. 69 today. John O'Hurley, not only Peterman on Seinfeld, but also the originator of those atrocious little things they play between the music on the arch. He's 69. Tony Shalhoub. Monk is 70. Sharon Osbourne, well, parts of her are 71. Jackson Brown, 75. Strange guy. John Entwistle from The Who was born in 44. Lost him in 2002. Two, Fox debuted as a TV network on this date in 1986, and Elvis and Priscilla got divorced on this date in 1973, 50 years ago today. And I guess today was supposed to be a holiday, but it doesn't seem like many people are observing it. I think the post office ain't running today. I think the banks are closed. A lot of other stuff is open and running. You didn't get the day off. Either did I. Columbus Day today. You know, Christopher Columbus was looking for Asia, but landed in the Bahamas. That's right. He used Google Maps. And with that, the Jason Carquin podcast, <laughs> like that one, for Monday, October 9, 2023, is in the can. We are here every Monday through Thursday at 11 a.m. at jconthelime.com. Please spread the word if you can. And, of course, on radio every morning at 101.5 and 101.7, K-Wolf, streaming at kwolf.com. Have a great day. Talk to you in the morning. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Bye. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.